Welcome to the BDB Podcast with your hosts, Shodog, Gola, and KG. Brought to you by Natty Light, a wonderfully blended and balanced American-style lager. When you want to have one, or maybe 12, go for a Natty Light. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Holy shit, boy. We have the threesome back for the first time in a long time. There's no sports going on, but we're going to talk College World Series of Baseball in Omaha, Omaha. Just kidding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Glad to see uh, your faces. I have forgot how to do this. I don't even know what I'm doing. I was going to say, man, it's been a long time since you've been on here. It's been a hot minute, dude. It really has. Well, we missed, I think we missed, as a group, we missed like three weeks, and then you weren't on last week, so KG's going on like a month. It's been a long time. It's been a real long time. Yeah. I think when we recorded last week, I think I looked at Troy and I, because we were talking about how long it's been. And I think the previous episode was like May 20th. And then it was, you know, obviously June uh, 14th or something. So, yeah, Cage has been out out the game for a month now. But And I feel like I missed some, like, big shit, too. You know what I mean? Like, some big sporting stuff that was going on. Like, I basically yeah, I mean, missed, like, the entire NBA playoffs, I feel like. I, I think I might have saw, like, the first round. We talked about the first well, we round. Well, we kind of all did because we kept three weeks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Because I feel like this is the, I mean, this before the last episode and we were all here, right? Or is it just Shory and I? I think it was just you and I. It's been I've, a while. Last week, I've missed it a while. I haven't been here in a long time. I'm surprised, like, this stuff, this microphone still works. I never use it, you know? It's a little dusty. <laughs> well, it is a little dusty, yeah. Dusty. That's okay. That's okay. Yep. And we're going we're gonna to break it. It'd be it. like riding a bike, dude. You'll be freaking buzzing here in a second before you know it. Um, so if you guys don't have anything right off the jump, I wanted to bring this up. It's non-sports related. Um, you guys, do you have anything you want to jump into right off? No, no, we're going off the hip right here. Let's go. Can you imagine giving a fucking enough about the goddamn Titanic that you would spend a quarter of a million fucking dollars to get on like a V-dub bus and go on 14,000 feet under fucking water to go see it. And then basically you're going to die. I can't. There's so many things. If I had a quarter of a million dollars to just blow, that might be the bottom of my list of what I would blow it on. I can't imagine spending that kind of money to go see the fucking Titanic. There's videos of people going down there already. Just do that. Oh, yeah. I think the craziest thing about it is the size of the window that the submarine has. <laughs> that if they were able to get down there and be successful and everything, the size of the window that they could actually see the Titanic out of it is it's, so small. It's, like, it's the size of an Xbox. <laughs> it's so it's small. Like, I is that everything the about this whole fucking, this whole, this journey seems absurd to me the xbox control or the playstation control that's absurd the thing that <laughs> controls this fucking vessel i don't know the the thing that gets me too is like the risk reward 
is way too fucking like way too high. You're going to, okay, here's the deal. There's a very good likelihood that you're going to die. And you're going to spend a quarter of a million dollars to do it. No fucking chance. Like, I don't, if somebody says, I'll pay you $2 million to do it, I'd be like, no, I'm out. No, there's no fucking shot. I, people paying absorbent amounts of money to do this kind of shit doesn't make sense to me. And it's just, you never know what's going to like captivate America on like these stupid stories. Like, there's so much other shit going on in the world, and like we're all fixate, fixated on this little submarine that has, I don't know, what is it, six people in it? Five or six, yeah. Something like yeah, anyways, six, going yeah. down, and they're like, like Gola saying is that they're paying Buko's dollars just to go see the Titanic that is a sunken ship. Like, I would rather be slugging beers and like on the beach looking at fish that are knee deep water than that, that, that has, I have zero interest. I also like, you could give me all the money in the world. I could be the richest people. That is never, ever going to be on my fucking list of things to do. Like a, a quarter of a million dollars to a billionaire is like peanuts. That's like right. the money aspect to them is you can't like compare that obviously. Right. Like that's just not that much money to them. So no, I, I, th- know, I lot, think it's just, but... I think the fact, I think the fact of it is just like, like the interviews this dude had beforehand, like, uh, I don't know what news channel interviewed him, but like, it just seemed right from the jump that it was like pieced together by like, just scrap. Like he found something at camping world, like a piece of the, sh- the submarine. He went to camping world for it's just, I think from the get go, it seemed like it was a dumb idea. And I think now that what's happening, it's just well, it cements it. And not only that, too, but, like, <clears throat> the fact of, like, okay, so say, best case scenario, they lost communication, right? And they somehow got to the surface on their own. The door cannot be opened from the inside. Mm-hmm. It's bolted from the outside. So even if they got to the surface, they're still going to run out of fucking oxygen because you can't open a door from the inside of the fucking vessel. Yep. The guy said there's like, like eight I, bolts. Eight bolts have to be undone for the, from the, the door outside. Open. Yeah, it's like, yep. Jesus, this is so fucking dumb. I can't I even just imagine. I, I didn't even know all that. It's in. Like, I think like almost like if they're gonna die, I almost hope like the 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 vessel like had a leak and then it imploded, so they died like instantly. Yeah, because it, I can't sure. imagine running out of oxygen and just like all everyone basically just suffocating to death. Like watching I mean. other like, people suffocate must be brutal. So I almost hope that if they're gonna die, I hope it imploded and like it just wasn't yeah. death to them. How one hundred percent wild is it gonna be? Like, say they're down there, right, and they have a phone and they're documenting it, and mm. years later we find this submarine. We can watch like what they're going through and like how crazy it is, and then there'll be movies on it. Oh my gosh! Oh, like it's it's. Be- one of these stories that but, is just going to be talked about for sure. And the thing is always like if they were able to capture it and, you know, and like they was preserved and they could actually like, it wasn't destroyed because it's been in freaking salt water or something like watching it would be nightmare fuel to like watch people, like what they're going through in that time. Yes. I, like to like to think about like, is it, if it's a situation where they are in the, like currently like running out of oxygen and they don't really know, like, Thinking about what's going on in their heads is makes me want to vomit. 
Mm-hmm. Like, know that there's no. impending doom coming for you within hours. Fuck you think it's like mayhem that. in there? You think like you think like there's someone trying to be no. the top dog? And he's just like I don't think so. at that point. Yo. I think you just come with terms with it. But I still don't want to. Um, unless unless Wilson, unless like somebody said, Wilson's gonna fall asleep. I'm gonna slit his fucking neck, and I'm gonna save some out. of the CO2. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's one less person stealing my fucking CO2. <laughs> All right, and uh, um, don't fall asleep because you're next. Like that could be going on. It says they're gonna yeah. run out of air around five or six a.m. like tomorrow morning, like Thursday morning, yeah. Thursday morning in the morning. Yeah. So they have uh, unless unless like seven hours left. <laughs> Off with the head, you know what I'm saying? Off with the fucking head, you know. Save Wait, yourself how much, some. How much? I you, you I I don't disagree with you because I, I I thought about that and I've read some stuff and people are like, what if they just started killing each other? But like. How much would that act if you killed the other four people in there? Like, how much is that actually gonna like? It can't extend the time by that much. Yeah, but it doesn't that much either. Really? Maybe, like, maybe, if you're if maybe, there's six and you cut it down to just one. Uh, no, but I'm saying like maybe it's like I just can't imagine it's more than like a a couple hours tops. Like you're just delaying the inevitable. Is all that is? You think so? I think it's gonna like. I think if you like, because it's their their air they're breathing in, right? Like that's the CO two, right? So doesn't that save time? Wouldn't that say like? I don't. I I I agree with you. I'm saying it could. I think that it maybe it will save some oxygen for that one individual. But what I'm saying is, if they were gonna say they killed, he killed everybody, or one of them killed. The rest of the people brilliant, brilliant. And they and the oxygen was supposed supposed to run out at 5 a.m. Thursday morning, June 22nd. I'm saying at the very most, it can't. It's probably only going to go to like 10 a.m. June 22nd before huh. he's fucked. See, I think it goes a little bit longer. But... I uh, I've seen stuff about people saying like, I wonder if they're faking their death because of like money purposes and stuff. But it's like when you're a billionaire, I don't know why you would need to be faking a death for money purposes. You know. There's always yeah. stupid conspiracy theories. Like they're trying right? to like save their money. I, I don't know. Um, I follow. I still follow like this Brian Koberger case, the Idaho killings, and they have like a swab that has. It's a one in a one oct octo million chances that it's him. Like there's no one else on this planet that would ever be other than him. And people are still diehard conspiracies that it wasn't him i'm like what like how the fuck can you guys like i don't know i don't know like there's always going to be conspiracies on why it's not and it's like some of this is just too obvious um what's going on is it just bad things happened show dog look at your phone look at your phone dude breaking news um um yeah it's fucking nuts kind of going back on this thing too and like i honestly god didn't realize this if somebody would have like at the time said hey for goal i need you to point onto a globe or a map where you thought the titanic sunk i'm like up towards antarctica for whatever Mm -hmm. fucking reason i didn't realize how close that was actually to get into the states yeah and it's like you know i just think about it because it's like there's no icebergs in the middle of the atlantic ocean like 200 miles off newfoundland now but there obviously was a hundred and 
you know, 10 years ago when it sank, Fuck right? Global warming, fucking guys. That's it right there. I'm just saying the Let's story. Let's just get this into global warming right now. The story of <laughs> one guy uh, killing five others on the submarine is better, is the best story. Like, what happens? What happens? So say say he kills the other yeah, yeah. guys. They find the ship. He's still alive. Does he then get, um, like, murdered? No. Fuck no, dude. He was doing it for survival. But wait, well, it's also that, international that waters too. International waters. Ooh. You know, but he, had to, do, he had to do to survive. I wonder what they would do in that situation. Like, would he get convicted for something like that? Well, how does that work though? Because is it a certain mileage off the coast of the United States that, like, like how do you know what I mean? Like, is two hundred miles off the like eastern seaboard still considered like U.S. territory? I don't think so. Because it doesn't it doesn't end like right at the coastline, right? Like, isn't there some like where they have like the United States Coast Guard has like jurisdiction? They might, but I bet it's not that far. I would guess like a well, mile. Yeah, I mean, two. I'm just yeah. I'm just using like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't I don't know anything about maritime law, but I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be that would be a wild fucking story though. Oh yeah, I mean nuts. I mean the story is already wild as it is, but yeah. I w- it will. I mean like it's gonna have to get like movies and documentaries. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be documentaries about this. Oh, just like Russian. the shit that happened like beforehand, like getting the the submarine like ready to go and. Like how like so many people thought it was a bad idea and like they're gonna interview a ton of people and it's gonna be like a big like Netflix talk, guaranteed. Yeah, you know, you know the thing that's gonna suck about it is unless they recover the ship, we recover it. That's the thing about like when you win like something somebody's gonna rush to release a documentary on it, right? And then but like you're never gonna know what actually happened because they lost communication and if they don't recover the the vessel, then it's like it's just all pure speculation. And it's like, sometimes with documentaries like that, it drives me fucking bananas. Cause it's like, I need like a little more concrete, like mm-hmm. evidence on what the fuck's going on. Then. And they can't like, even, like, even if the vessel's on the ground, like if, if it's on the ground, like underwater on the, on the bottom of the sea, they don't have anything that can get it up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's said yes, like, they, I think that I saw oh, this no, one, I saw this like one thing that can do it. Oh, well, is it even there? Well, that's, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's there. Like, I don't even think it's, like, yeah, I don't know. in the vicinity. Like, they were talking, from what I saw, they were talking, like, even if they find it on the bottom of the ocean right now, there's, like, no way that they can get it right out. And they have well, anything. Like, Lynn, was, Lynn was showing me, like, she she said she went down a rabbit hole on, like, TikTok today yeah. about this thing. And um, she said that there was, like, she showed me some videos, and there's, there's this one guy who said, that the French are sending over a vessel that's got some like aquatic robot. They can go to 6,000 meters, but they don't even know if it'll be over there in time before it's supposed to run out of oxygen to even look for it. And that in also in, in that video, and I'm going to try to say this like the best I can without like sounding completely fucking it up. But the guy said in the video that, the human race or whatever knows more about like our own galaxy and the planets around it and all that other stuff 
than we actually do about the ocean. Like it's been, it's been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not yeah, investigated. There's been more people in outer space than there has been to the depths of the Titanic. Yes. Yeah. And like he said, like, the, you know, there's more maps of what our galaxy and outer space looks like than what they know what the ocean floor looks like mm-hmm. in 95% of the fucking world, which yep. is wild to think about. Because mm-hmm. it's in the video that if you get to the very bottom, it's like the Marianas Trench, the deepest spot in the world. Yep. Yep. They said it's if you get to the bottom of it, the pressure would feel like 55, like 747s laying on you at once. So, yeah, like, they don't even insane. have equipment that can do that shit. So, mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy to actually think about, like, that we literally know nothing about the ocean, which is wild. I mean, it's also, there's, like, also more ocean than there is, like, surface area is more ocean than there is land, too. So, it's, like, just right. thinking of that, too. Not only, like, do you have to, like, get down there, but it's just, like, there's a shit ton of ocean floor to cover, so. Yeah. And, and there's obviously no, the there's no light down there at all. So any light you have, you have to be creating your own light. And uh, so it looks like there's 12 nautical miles off the off the shore is what they can um, control. It's like US, this control, yeah. Which is like basically almost 14 miles. And then they said there's like sometimes it can be an additional 24 nautical miles for like federal laws and shit. So they're way past that. So I'm curious to know like what laws exist or what would happen if shit went down. I think the only way that they could possibly save it now is to locate it and send Peyton Hillis. Strap it down there. Um, after I, I don't know if you guys heard the story of him saving his kid and his, his niece was incredible, but, um, just send that tank of a human being down there. He'll grab that thing one hand, yank it out. Peyton Dude, Hillis I, to save the day. How wild is it that Peyton Hillis was a Madden cover? <laughs> one year wonder, dude. That's insane. He was a monster. It's so wild. Isn't uh, Josh Allen this year? I think I saw. Yeah. yeah so the Bills are fucked. They still have the curse. Is that still a thing? Did someone break know. it? I thought someone I broke it. Played Madden. Yeah, people. The Brady. Have, but it's Brady yeah, break Brady, it one year. Yeah. 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 And then like on the box, right? Playing. I think Brady broke it when he was in the box, not the Pats. He was on it, I think, yeah, it was, two times, wasn't he? Well, when he, when he, when he was on the Pats, didn't, wasn't that the year the... Castle year? Yeah. I thought they, it, was. It, was at, it was. after the year they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl, and that was a Kansas City game. Pretty sure he was in it that year. And towards it, I, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I could... Um, next thing I want to get into. Did you guys see Penny Hardaway got suspended three games? Did you guys know anything about this? I, I started as a headline. I started as a headline, no, but I don't know why. Penny Hardaway. I started on ESPN earlier today. Penny Hardaway um, had recruiting violations, um, and then. They gave him a fine, but he challenged that and said, um, basically, it wasn't his fault because he didn't know the rule. That's literally what his argument was. I did <laughs> not know the rule, so it should not be a violation. And the NCAA was like, no, well, now you're dumb and you get suspended for it because 
It's not our our job to tell you the rules. You should know the rules. Um, and for the first time in my life, I'm like, the NCAA got something right. And they're like, this guy's a right. fucking idiot. <laughs> you deserve it, Penny Hardaway. What a moron. He's been coaching for like quite a few. It's not like he's a first-year coach. No, nah, right? it's like third or fourth year. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, where is it? Yeah, 2018. So this is like his fifth year. Um, what, what did he actually do? Do you know? I think he was an in-home visit when you're not when at the time period you weren't allowed to go in-home. Oh yes, that's um, what it is. Yeah, yeah. I am watching so the College World Series right now because Florida's in it. Um, they're they're in the finals, so they're waiting. At least they're competitive in some sport. Something, thank fucking lord. They'll probably blow it, but they've had three unbelievable games since they've been in Omaha. Um, the first one, they hit two home runs in the ninth to tie it up. And then they had a walk off on bases loaded. Um, anyways, that's not the point. There is a pitcher right now for LSU against Wake Forest. He is a hefty fucking tank, dude. Holy fucking tank of a human being. I thought when he was running out, I was like, that's not, there's no way that's a pitcher. What a tank <laughs> of a human being for a pitcher. David Wells asked. I was going to say, is it like El Guapo? Is he that big? No, this is like David fucking Wells in his drinking prime with some swagger. Left-handed, too. Wow. I uh, I don't watch much baseball at all, even like MLB now, now that I'm not doing fantasy. And I rarely ever watch college. But I will say one thing about college is the highlights are fantastic of because of the, the emotion that these guys show. And the it's, fans are awesome. It's like off the charts emotion that they do like for like even like a hit, a base hit. It's crazy. It's it's so yeah. like the passion is definitely there for these dudes, which is kind of cool to see. And there's just something about too like with them just listening to those guys like rip baseballs with those aluminum bats uh, is so fucking awesome. Scary. <laughs> oh, it's scary. No, it is. If you're a pitcher, it's uh, yeah, it's got to be scary as all hell, but. It's also crazy, too. They're saying that LSU this year is going to have the number one and number two overall pick of the draft. And it's probably oh, wow. not going to like it's not going to like I mean, obviously, never with baseball. It's weird because like teams will draft guys like sign them to an underslot deal so they could spend money later. But like everything that I've read and seen, that's like those two guys are going to be one and two. It's just a matter of like who's mm-hmm. one and who's two. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. One's it one's an outfielder and one's a one's a pitcher. Yeah, Buster Screens is throwing like one oh three on his average fastball. It's um pretty unbelievable. They said that if he gets drafted to a team that um is making a run this year, like Cincinnati, um, there's no doubt that he'll probably be up at the bigs. Who has the one who has the first pick? I don't know. No idea. Is it? And speaking of drafts, Pittsburgh does. It's Pittsburgh and the Nationals, so that's not gonna fucking. Happen. <laughs> you know what would be unreal though? It's Pittsburgh, the Nationals, Detroit, and the Rangers. <laughs> the Rangers have the fourth pick this year, and they're fucking the best so team in the league other than Tampa, you know, are they? Put them on like the bullpen or something, you know. You guys have um, obviously been watching baseball a lot more than I do, and like keeping up with shit. And I basically just will see like highlights on Twitter and whatnot, but. Is Ellie De La Cruz, is that his name? Ellie De La Cruz? Yeah. Is he like the most exciting player in baseball now? You're damn right. 
You have him? He's electric. I just I traded the fucking sure. farm to him for from Fagola. Like I feel like I feel like going to watch a baseball game, it like going to see the Reds would probably be like one of like the best things to see right now because like he's fucking unreal. Yeah, Everything he does. Tatis you know still has his too, but yeah, Cruz to me. What was crazy is that first home run he hit. Uh the local airport it picked it up on its radar. It's awesome because it it got to like the apex was so fucking high. And then I don't know if I think it was like last night or two nights ago, he literally lined the ball to first base. Unbelievable. Naylor, I think it was, I think they think they were playing Cleveland. Naylor literally just took two steps behind the bag, like towards the line, like caught it, got it on a one hop, and Cruz beat him to the bag. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. He is the, the fastest is, sprint, speed, sprint speed from home to first, from home to second. And stolen base this year. It doesn't like he has like one of the highest exit velocities. Exit velocities are insane. And then he also has like one of the hardest thrown balls as as an infielder too, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 He's it's, special. It's fucking He's crazy. Awesome. What like what number prospect out. was he going into the year? Uh, he was, was probably. He one? He's one now. No, I think but... no. Gunnar Henderson was one. Oh yeah. Henderson was one. He was probably he was top five for sure. Yeah. Um. The only the big thing with him is that the, and it's it's always a concern with guys that are like that age that are that he's a free swinger so he fucking his he swings and misses a lot. What do you mean that age it's is just, he young? Just young? Twenty-one. Well, I just mean like he's he's yeah, but I mean like I don't yes, maybe I shouldn't even said his the guys his age because it's not everybody his age is is that way, but he's got a lot of swing and swing and miss in his game. But he's also one of those guys that could strike out 160, 170 times a year, but go like 40 for 40. Hit like 40 homers and steal 40 bases. So the guy's yeah. a fucking freak. Yeah. But now he's, see, he's electric, man. I see they're in first place now, too, the Reds. They're on like 11-game win streak or something. Did they win Did they win today? Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah, I think it's 11 in a row, I think. It's wild. Like them in first and Cardinals in last place in the division like is something that – Hasn't been done in years. Yeah, that it's some it's the central. I mean, the Reds are like coming around, but like, isn't the Twins leading the AL Central and they're under 500? They're 36 and 38, and they're leading the NL Central. I mean, the AL Central. They have lost 11 out of 15, and they still have the division lead right now. They're playing the Red Sox, who are 39 and 35, and are in dead last in their division. And the Sox have won like six, six or seven straight. Yeah. The Sox are actually playing pretty well right now. The Sox are up three games on them, and they're not even. They're in the. They're in last place in the division. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's fucking. Crazy. The NL Central is um, just as fucking bad. Yeah, it really is. Um, we're talking about drafts. Is the MLB is the uh, NBA draft tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Both, both, only two rounds. Both rounds tomorrow night, dude. Did you guys see that somebody bet, put a wager? It was like two hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars on one Bayana going number one, and it's to win like two hundred and sixty-five bucks. Oh my god! It's so fucking. And I saw something on Twitter, and somebody's like, "Bro, you should try to." He should try to parlay that with Connor Bedard going number one in the NHL draft because it's like the same thing. He's like minus fucking a hundred thousand or something. Right. And it's just like 
the, the, imagine like you parlay that and like spend 300 grand and you win like fucking 400 bucks. <laughs> like the, the like only that, way that doesn't come through is if one of them dies. Right. I'm just going right, to say, gonna, exactly. I, I, I was like literally trying to think of the guy that Celtics drafted and he died of cocaine. Len bias. Len bias. bias. I was like, as long as he doesn't, he's not, yeah. he's in New York tonight. As long as he doesn't have a Len bias moment. Yeah. Um, that, that's wow. a lot. Did you see? The, I was gonna say, did you see the size of Wembyana's hand on the baseball? Like a golf ball. It was nuts. So, did you guys? So, speaking of hand size, and I understand he's a monster of a fucking human being, but when you begin to put it into perspective, they showed like the biggest hand sizes ever in in NBA, and I want to say it was like Shaq was two, and there was one person like ahead of him. But the, his hand was like 11 inches, 11, six or something like that. Whose was? 11 and a half inches. I can't remember uh, the shack. Oh. It was like 11 and, wow. and a half. His fucking hand was almost a foot. I wonder how they measure that. Just from like. Right, well, it's got to be. It's got to be. Pinky to thumb, from, right? Must be your middle thumb? finger. Oh, pinky to thumb across. Yeah, I, I think, think so. it's across. Yeah. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Yeah. That's fucking crazy dude to think about kid's going to get a ruler yeah. he's, going to, he's going to he's going to go he's going to the bathroom to get a measuring tape dude. yeah i got he's going to get one uh, tell, measure, hey, Kev, tell us gonna... what that tell us what that thing's mocked off on so you just spread your hand out like that or a half so. it's tip- and you go from tip to tip i think so mine's eight and a half yeah so three so his is that doesn't seem that much bigger to me. Three inches, though? I don't know. <laughs> three, hey, listen, three inches big, okay, guy? Don't dive <laughs> yeah, about three yeah. inches. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like, the, well, what what is it from the, like, the bot, like, say, the bottom of your palm to the t- tip of your middle finger, then? Do that, Kev. Uh, Shaq's hand length, the range of his hand span is 11.75 to 12 inches. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. To me, I don't know. That seems wild to me, but yeah, twelve inches, I guess. So tw- that's a span. Yeah, that's quite a bit. <laughs> that's quite a bit. I guess. <laughs> I'm reading this list of top fifteen players. It's trash. After the first three. Yeah, it, but it's also crazy that Rajon Rondo was on it. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, I thought you meant the top. I was way off on that. Sorry. Oh, the hand size one. Who is number one, Shory? Uh, Bobin. What is oh, that? okay, that's what it was. His, yeah, is, Bobin, his yeah. is just like a quarter inch bigger than Shaq's. Oh yeah. Um, and then Giannis is three. It's Gregory Smith, never heard of him. Connie Hawkins, Noah Vonley. Bum. Uh, Doctor J, MJ, Kawhi Leonard, Will, uh, Royce White, never heard of him. Wayne Embry, never heard of him. Elgin Baylor. Jaleel Okafor and Rajon Rondo rounds out the top 15 biggest hands. So what is Wembanyama's hand span? Do we know? I don't know. It's bigger than those, I feel like, though. Yeah. That um, was just absurd, him gripping the baseball. Wasn't it, I didn't see the pitch, but I heard. Wasn't it bad, too, his first pitch? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he, he like, spiked it. Way of pulled it. His oh, balance dear. was way off. It was awful. Um, KG or somebody alluded to the Celtics earlier. But what do you uh, 
There's some breaking news earlier today yeah. that the Celtics are, are it's not finalized yet, but it looks like they are trading Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers. Um, and they're getting Christoph Porzingis in a trade uh, back from the Wizards. Uh, initial reaction on that one, Shory. I mean, Porzingis is a better player. Uh, we found out that Derek White's Derek White is the real deal. So like, it sounds like they're gonna roll with Smart, unfortunately, which is not by my choice. But they're gonna roll with Smart. Derek White's gonna be the guy coming off the bench. Porzingis is gonna play that four. I'm guessing Al's gonna come in off the bench and play the four and five. Um, it makes sense um, for like what for your starting five. It definitely makes sense, um, and it puts a lot more pressure on Derek White in the second unit which i'm perfectly fine with i think he can handle that so um and you were you were guard heavy so the biggest thing is now like okay what are they going to do with grant williams does he stay does he go we don't know um and then peyton pritchard is he going to finally get some minutes because the guy can score um and you know al can uh, now get a little less minutes he should help him come playoff time as well so i it, it helps them out and they're their strongest this, unit. Do you do you think though, like this probably, and I and I maybe I'm wrong with this, but I mean this can't really be their only like move. I mean I I do think they're better because I do think that Porzingis is a better player than Brogdon. He had his best year, and he still I swear he's been in the league for 12 fucking years, and the guy's only 28. Like yeah. I don't understand. Um, so it just seems to me though it's like. I, while they probably got better, I just don't think that this is the move. It's like, okay, we we can stand pat. Like, I almost think they need to do something else. I just, but I, I don't just, know what that would They're so be. limited on money now. And well, if they do do I something, mean, like, it's for one year. Because the next year is when the new contracts start. Um, and the new, and the, like, taxes against the luxuries. So, I just don't know. I I, I don't know how much more they can do. Maybe this well, is like just thing. being insane for me right here, but I feel like they don't need to do much. I just think I, I agree. I don't think I, there's much more like maybe the last two years we expect them to go you know, deeper and maybe maybe the team does need more. And maybe it's just us thinking the team is better than they are. But like they made it to a finals and Eastern Conference finals back to back years. And like the main reason is obviously JT and Brown. And so I think it's just putting pieces around them. I don't think they need to do anything like drastic, anything crazy. I think they did get better with Porzingis if he stays healthy. Like, he clearly has a long history of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can imagine the Celtics are going to do something where they bench him quite a bit. Like, don't play him, and they will play Williams one night, bench Williams the next night, play Porzingis that night. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like what they did with him and Al this year. I can see them doing that just to, like, get these guys rest because it's all about playoffs in the NBA. Like, clearly right. the Heat showed this year that you just get in, and if you're good enough, you can make it deep. And the Heat are obviously were good enough. So... I don't think the Celtics need to do much, honestly. I, I mean, I, I think they're good enough as is. I, I do think that that's the thing that somewhat worries me. If I'm a Celtics fan, well, I am a Celtics fan, but I'm saying in general is your front court. You're relying on Rob Williams, Christoph Porzingis, to be healthy, and a 38, 38 year old Al Horford, and Luke Cornett, like. Yeah, and I agree with you. There's probably going to be like quite a bit of load management stuff with those guys. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it's like you're relying on a lot of what ifs there. And that mm. and that's why it's like to me, it's like, you know, 
and I'm not saying they're gonna, it's gonna happen, but it's like it makes me wonder if there's still another move to be had. Whether it's you know packaging, you do a sign like you said, sign and trade with Grant, and maybe you throw Al in there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, I like I said, I just think there's a lot of what ifs with their front court. I think, mm-hmm. I think their their backcourt's in good shape as we know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Marcus at all. I, I no, I'm, I don't think any of it, I don't think anybody on this pod, podcast. But I does. but I still think he's like a good piece for the Celtics. Still, like he he can still score and put in punches, and like he can still play like defense. He can he's still like that energy guy that like Tatum and Brown aren't. Like Tatum and Brown are never going to be that guy yeah. that brings the energy where Marcus is that guy. And like every team needs a player like that. Like that's what Draymond Green has built his career on. And I just think. I, I think that is a uh, a positive for the Celtics is having Marcus to be that guy. Then I think it'd be silly to package him away to get like a more front court depth. I think that would hurt the team in the long run, personally. Well, for yeah, and I don't I don't know if I necessarily just I mean I if they were to do this again now after trading Brogdon, I I agree with you there. I mean if it was smart in the trade, um going and Kristoff coming back, I'd be fine with that. Um, I See, the thing with me is, like, I don't like Smart being their starting point guard. I think Smart is a is a perfect, like, bench guy coming off the bench because you do – he does bring that energy that kind of – I know Shorey said, you know, he, it's more so with him. It's a lot of stupid hustle plays that, you know, some people, like, get their dick hard over it. But – I think he's a perfect guy coming off the bench. I don't love him as being the starting point guard for this team. I would rather have, like, and Shorey and I talked about this last week, I'd rather have Derek White starting and Smart coming off the bench. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think it'll happen. It's like if he just, like, at this age and is, like, how old is Marcus? Let's see. He's 29. At this point in his career, he should know his role. It should be to never, like, shoot a four shot, shoot only wide open threes, mm-hmm. be a distributor, and play the fuck out of the defensive end. And he just still struggles so hard to know his role. And he tries to be a leader, and he tries to be somebody that he's not. And if he just did his role, he would be, the he would be to me, I think the fan favorite every night. I think he would be everyone's, you know, just singing his praise if he just was a tough dude. He's also going to have a really hard time with these new flopping roles they're about to put in. Um, because the NBA is putting in new flopping uh, rules right now. That's going to be technicals, and he flops like fucking crazy. And he, he's tough. He really is a tough dude. Like, I feel like I watch him play against a seven-footer sometimes, and he just he bodies him well. And it's like, if you're going to be a tough dude, which you are, be a tough dude. Be like Jimmy. Like, if you get knocked, like, if you get flattened, pop right up and fucking, like Kev said, be that attitude that you're never going to get from Tatum or Brown. Um so, I don't know. I, I think that, um, I, I, you know, I'm looking at their roster right now, and I'm like, okay, well, who's going to be the backup to, to Brown and and uh, Tatum on the wings? I think that I, I actually have a lot of faith in Sam Hauser. Like, I feel like the guy's pretty decent. Um, he can stroke it from every spot. of the, Like, if you just use him right, I think, like, that guy knows his role. He just catches and jacks up threes, the typical white right. wing in the NBA. But, um I'm fine with that on your on your second unit, especially with uh, Derek White and Al out there. Like uh, that's that's a good second unit to me. 
So I, I don't think there's all that much more. I do think center would be nice. I just like you go and look at every other team's roster. I don't know how many good centers are out there to get. Mm, there's not many. There's really not many good seven footers out there. Uh, I think one thing like lost in this whole thing is correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Gallinari included in this trade? I think he might be going to the Wizards. Maybe. Yes, he is. Like you almost got to feel for this dude, right? Like he's been on some like yeah like so so teams like Nuggets were okay, like never like a contender. Like he was in the Hawks, never a contender. He finally gets to cont- to a contender, the Celtics. Obviously, like what he blow his knee out first in preseason or whatever. Never plays a game and then gets traded to the Wizards, oh. who are just like in absolute rebuild mode as is right now. So it's like you almost feel for that dude. Yeah, he'll yeah, get bought out, I think. Say, yeah, so he get buyout out and be something like you would think. But. At least I hope he does go to contender because like he rode the bench the whole year and was like a pretty decent guy. It seemed yeah. like and, like, like I Wizards? would watch Tatum and like you come over and talk to him like you know in at time in games. Aren't the Wizards saying they, they might not even buy Chris Paul out? They want to see how things go to start I, off. I did see that. It's wild. <sighs> Just Speaking of that, not happy about that. We didn't touch pace on that either, but Bill I don't going. know why. I, I just, it doesn't seem like it's like a great fit to me. What's that? The Bradley Beal? Yeah. Why not? I, I I don't know. I just think him and like I agree. I feel like it does seem a little bit like the Harden Kyrie Durant thing. Like a lot of guys that are really dominant with the ball in their hand. And like the thing is, is like I'm I you know you talk about super teams, right? But if you looked at like you know I go back to like you know when the Celtics had Garnett, Pierce, and Ray Allen, three completely different types of players. And if you look at you know even Miami, Bosch, LeBron, and D Wade were all different players. LeBron and Wade are more, a little more similar, but like LeBron is like a six foot nine point guard. So I just look at like Booker is a he's not a point guard, he's a shooting guard. And then you have Harden, then you have Beal and Durant are like the same fucking player. I just I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna work. I, I it, like I don't think they're like people like oh my god who's gonna beat this team I don't think that there's no way they're a fucking they're not the, they can't be a favorite in the West. Yeah, I, I think still... they gave up nothing to get him. I think like Chris Paul was the best player and they gave up Landry Shamet and a bunch of second round picks, right? So it's like it's a no brainer to make this deal. I think, and I think what this does when you have three guys of that caliber, it's like you can't double team people because if you're double teaming like say Durant, right? then you're going to have these two other guys where they're going to clearly like revolve their offense around this type of thing. If one of these guys is doubled, well, you got these two other superstars who are going to be like wide open, right? They're going to make stuff work. I just, I would always go for the superstar regardless of if you like, you think it's going to fit or not. So like, give me Beal and Booker on the same team, even though they seem like the same person, because I think superstars win in the NBA. I don't think it's necessarily like they fit a mold. No, I, and I don't, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I just, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, to me, it's like if I just, it, it just doesn't do anything for me. I mean, they, they're probably they're gonna trade Aiton, I would imagine, because they need to try to get some depth because have they literally have nobody besides those three. Well, they just can't afford it. Like, there's just no way they can afford right. it. Like, like four max do, players. Don't you think that they're better off now than they were before the trade, though? Don't you think they're a better yes. team with Beal? I think they're a better team yes. with him. Chris, because Chris, Chris Paul's washed. Like he's just. Yeah. The thing to me uh, though is like they're putting all their eggs 
to me in three guys. Like, I mean, they're putting three guys in a basket and they have nothing else around them. Um, unless Aiton stays, but I, I highly doubt that Aiton stays. I mean, he's due $31 million this year. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to be able to keep four max guys and you're gonna, your penalty you're going to pay on is going to be, I mean, a bit like, it's, I don't even know. It's probably astronomical. So. I uh, I said this one time. I can't remember if it was like in a group chat or if it was on this podcast or what it was, but. I said that I almost feel like the NBA offseason is more fun than the actual season itself to me because there's so many like storylines like the NBA draft is actually like kind of fun to watch because it's like one day it's over quick and everything. It's not like drag, drug out, dragged out, drag out uh, like for the most part, you know, most of the people drafted. It's not like these like offensive linemen from Wyoming. It's not these like baseball players from schools you never heard of. So it's like the NBA draft's pretty fun. And then like when free agency starts, it's like fucking like big names going everywhere. And then like there's actually like real trades in the NBA, like where superstars are getting moved around. I just think like the storylines, the NBA offseason is is almost better than the season itself. That's my take on that. Wow. Um, another quick thing is, I mean, it sounds like Booker's going to be playing the point guard there, so. That'll be interesting to see. Because I, uh, when Paul went down, I think that Booker played it and played it well. So that will be a little bit of a change in uh, position for Booker. I Yeah, I don't even know like what a point guard does in the NBA as much. You know what I mean? Like It's not like they have to break a press and shit like that. I, I don't know. I almost think the positions in the NBA are kind of irrelevant, to be honest with you. I mean, most like, position. I mean, it's like one of those most of those most of the times most of those guys are like pretty interchangeable. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they have many people in the contract. Kevin, I'm looking at the projected lineup. It shows four guys right now. So those three those three and eight. And eight and says it literally says for now under eight. And it's like question, it like has people questioned, and they're all says not on the contract for 2023. I feel like a team like that, though, like when you get that many superstars, you can get so many like yeah, uh, there'll be the guys that want to no go there. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a good weather city, you know what I mean? And like they have like a good chance to win a championship, so it's like they'll be able to fill it out with some like yeah. decent veterans, which we good. Yeah. Uh, like, I, looking at the draft, like, I didn't watch a ton of college basketball this year, like, other than Duke. But, like, looking at the draft, like, I don't really know anyone outside of the top three in Duke players. There's a lot of names I just never even heard of. So, I don't know if it's, like, a down year or not. But I'm excited, though. I feel like there's a lot of shit's going to go down between, like, now and tomorrow night before the draft of, like, just, you know... All right, now that you said it, I had this on my phone from a long time ago. We just haven't had a podcast. Duke players. Can you name the top ten Duke players with points in the NBA in their career? In their Redick. career? Redick. In their In their NBA career. Reddick is number nine. Grant Hill? Grant Hill is number one. Yeah. Uh, is Elton Brand up there? Number two. 
Yes, sir. Uh, this might be a long shot. Sheldon Williams? Nope. Like, I'm guessing they don't count Paolo Banquero. Um, no, like, points in the NBA. Yeah, Korea. but Bank. Oh, points, not points per game. No, points. Oh, oh, oh. Kyrie's must Both be up points. there. Kyrie. Kyrie and Tatum? Kyrie's three. Yeah, Tatum must Tatum? be. Tatum is not on there yet. Wow. Um, this guy played in the league for a while, but I don't know. Chris Duhon? Um, he is not on here. Battier? Battier? I was going to say he was a... He is. Um, no, he's not. Ooh. Wow, he's not on here. I thought he for sure he would be. So how many is left? Um, six are left. And two of them, okay, I on. didn't even know. So, um, but the other ones you should be able to get. Billy oh, Cunningham? Sure. No. Austin Rivers. No. One of them's obvious. He's he was on the uh Leitner? Yep, Leitner's number ten. That's what I was talking about. Boozer? Yep. Oh good. That's He's good number one, four. Yeah. Nice. I don't think Dunleavy played enough. Dunleavy's not giving on there. I'm trying to. I'm gonna. Team. I'm gonna say these two because I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff Mullins. Yeah, never heard of him. Um, and Jack Marin. Never would have got him. But these other two are both small forwards. Um, I th- they're definitely both like all stars, but we're never like superstars. Do you know if they're still playing? No, they're definitely not. No. Um, one of them was really good until his knees gave away. Um, Jason Williams. Williams? Uh, very, very dark skin color. Luol Dang. Luol Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Luol Dang was solid, man. He was I solid. Forgot he, I forgot he played for Duke. Yeah. yeah. If you would have asked me who Luol Dang played for, I don't even know if I would have come up with that, but. And I'm uh, not positive, but I'm pretty sure this next one played for the Hornets. For the like the like that was like when he was an All Star. Only small forward I can think of is Marv- marvelous Marvin Williams dude. Oh no, older than that. Older than that. Um, I feel like um, wasn't there a kid named Chris uh, in your class? Probably for Medor. I feel like he had his jersey. He'd be like one of the kids that had his jersey. Just don't know why, but like playing summer hoop, like that kid would have well, a random ass jersey. And, and Madore um, loved the shard of the Hornets too. Did he really? I'm pretty sure he Someone's gonna send him a message. Someone's gonna send him a message. Ask if you got it. You can just tell. I don't. I. I, Corey I, uh, I want. I, oh, Maggetti. Yeah. Corey oh, Corey Maggetti. Yeah. Clippers is what I think of when I think of him. Oh, okay. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't even. I might have fucked it up. But I saw that on a TikTok and I was like, man, man, we got to talk about that. We yeah. got to do more of those because those are fun. I got to fucking sit there and do those. Yeah, I could do those cool. lists literally all night, dude. I think at the first four uh, quarter. That's fun. All right. Um, we decided about five minutes before the we jumped on. Um, we're going to do a list. We didn't have anything planned. Uh, no research into it. What we're going to do is we're going to draft. 
Um, our best baseball team with two infielders, um, two outfielders, and two starting pitchers. Um, and they have to be somebody that was played since, like, we were alive. Yeah, yeah. Trying we to build alive. the best unit we got. So... A six rounder. Yeah, six rounds, which is fair, right? I mean, five is not fair to the third person who picks third, right? That's true. So, never thought of it that way. Just really, all we did was even it out. All right, here we go with the number one pick in the draft is Kevin. With the number two pick in the draft is Gola and myself. Uh, FYI, last starting five we did was February 22nd. Right. <laughs> so almost that? four months to the day. Four months to the day. Yeah, the, yeah. We we used to do one like every episode. Yeah. We did, yeah. We then ran out of we, shit to do with the. We ran out of ideas. And like it's like nobody ever really gave us any ideas on like what we could do it on, so we yeah. just like stopped fucking doing it. So, yeah. if anybody listening to this, if there's anybody still listening, <laughs> there's a lot. Let us know. <laughs> uh, Shout out I, Natty Light for this uh, pick six right here. Uh, get your local six pack at uh, for six ninety nine um, at your local Hannaford's Natty Light. Um, uh, they represent our uh, six round draft. They do. Off, it's great. I I feel like we've been doing a lot of these drafts, and I feel like this is probably the easiest number one pick maybe ever. And I think it's Barry Bonds. Easily, give me Bonds. Get thumbs down for Bonds. Yeah, I got someone. Better. Yeah, Fuck I mean, you. I I just I no, I'm with because this to me was an easy one one, and I I mean, granted, Bonds was great, Cheater. but I think of like. I don't give a fuck about that. Um, I'm just thinking about like if I'm gonna start a squad, I want one of the like kind of like the swaggiest dudes on the planet. He's the reason why like every kid our age wears a hat backwards, and it's fucking Griffey. Griffey was the fucking man in like the mid to late '90s. Just watching him hit dingers from the left hand side with that sweet swing. Do it all day. Really thought Jimmy Griffey was gonna get to me. Very rattled about this. Mm. Very very rattled. All right, I'll just go out and I'm gonna take Pedro number one. Uh, I'm gonna take the man who made me, you know, love baseball starting as a kid. So it was fun in the dugout, but uh, on game days, all seriousness. Pedro. All right, dude. Trying to build a good staff, are you? Well, thinking about it, I don't even know. I, I don't know. know. I'm not. I'm not doing any like tabs, like you know. No, I have not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna probably miss someone big, and that's fine. But you know. Oh, for sure. Okay. I'm also it. probably going I'm with really... guys like that I like too more than. There's two guys that I'm deciding between. 
I feel like they were since we've started fantasy, like they were the they were like the cream of the crop um, for a lot of years. Oh boy, tricky business. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Miguel Cabrera. Oh, little Miggy action, huh? Yep, Miggy. I like it. Um. the hell do I want to do here? Well, this is like so weird because I'm trying to think of guys that I'm just drawing blanks on. A I know, I know. Um, yeah, let me let me go with like he. I mean, if it wasn't for his last like four years in baseball, five years in baseball, I mean, he probably had one of the greatest like fucking twelve year runs ever. I'm thinking. I'll take Pujols for first base. That's who I was. He, was, he yeah. was legit. Like you see the fucking like the old sports at a commercial when they were like the machine. And he's like, I, you know, whatever. Like he literally was like his numbers in the early 2000s were fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. When you said like the last four years, I just automatically started typing his name in because like I knew you were going <laughs> with him. But yeah, he was fucking awesome, dude. I think didn't we have a conversation one time of like whose career would you rather have between Pools and Miggy? I think you yeah. asked that for Gola. Yeah. And then we started looking. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, it's probably Miggy." And then we started looking at numbers. I'm like, "Ah." I, I think. I think we both said Miggy, and then we looked at numbers and was like, well, "Actually, Pools had like." Yeah, maybe. Had like better career and better like peak numbers. Yeah, because the thing that was like, and that was just crazy about both of them. I mean, like. Pool hole soul, like I think at his peak was hitting like there was some few years he was hitting like 340, 350. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. I don't know if he hit 350, but um, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh I'm gonna go with uh a little infielder here. I'm gonna go with Alex Rodriguez, dude. Uh yep. I'll take a rod. Um, and then for my next pick, uh, I'm going to stick with the theme, I think, here and take a guy who got to 70 home runs in a year, and that's Mark McGuire. So <laughs> let's do I it. I love it. Kev's just going with guys juice. And I, can, juice. I already know a few of his a couple of his pitchers he's going to take now. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Schilling and Roger. <laughs> Ooh, so I got an infielder and an outfielder. Uh, listen, he, I'm, this might be taking away from Kev here, um, a little bit, but this is a little bit of a Homer pick cause he was a Red Sox, but was a machine fucking monster for years in Boston. It's Manny. The guy was just like an absolute fucking clown, but he could absolutely fucking rake. So, um, if I'm going to put, you know, watch Griffey hit from the left side, I'm going to watch pools and Manny with them sweet ass swings from the right. Dude, the thing about Manny is funny. Like, you guys obviously have memories of him, like, dominating and doing cool shit. But, like, the memory I always have of Manny is when he cut off the ball in the outfield. <laughs> like, that's, like, I think of Manny, that's, like, the first thing I think of all the time. It's, like, fucking hilarious that, like, only one person in baseball would ever do that, and it's Manny. Yeah. yeah. He's so funny. Uh, I just said his name, and then I was like, fuck, I actually said it. Uh, Roger Clemens. 
Look at you guys. You guys trying to steal my players? <laughs> yep. The, thing, the good thing is around the early 2000s, late 90s, there's plenty of guys to pick from. Jesus. Right. Well, yeah, if I'm not using the Google machine, I don't know what they are. Oh, there's still a few. Um, this one is a modern day player, and uh, his numbers are ridiculous. It's Mike Trout. Probably didn't think yep. you'd get him this late, nah, dude. Yeah, uh, he's a star. Yeah, he's a star at fucking went playing on sub 500 teams, dude. What a loser shitty he ass is. team and shitty, boring fucking human being. But he's a good baseball player. Boring human being, dude. <laughs> he is. He's fucking boring. How much do you want to take um, Ellie De La Cruz right now? I might. <laughs> I have an infield spot open. I might. Um. So either an infield or two pitchers here. Uh, so I, I'm probably gonna go with a pitcher. And I there's like one that I feel like is like pretty obvious to go with, but I was like never a huge fan of him. Um. I feel like there's a pitcher that is beyond obvious, and uh. Yeah, and I, I'm just gonna do it just because he's. I don't think it's the same person pick. though. No. I don't think so. I, I'm taking Randy Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's I, what I was I, thinking of, yeah. I, I I never, like, he was obviously unreal. I'm never, like, a huge fan of the guy for whatever whatever reason. Um, But, I mean, just a monster peak in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with him, dude. That's for sure. Like, that's another thing. Like, what do you think of when you think of Randy Johnson? Him hitting the pigeon? Yeah, him hitting the bird. Yeah, right? uh, absolutely. <laughs> or those Arizona Diamondback jerseys when he beat the Yanks. Uh, yeah, that sure. was the only time I loved, that's the only time I really liked him. Yep. Uh, okay, let's see here. Um, what do I need? I need outfield and some pitchers, huh? Shit. Uh. All right. Um. I think I'm going to have to go away from it because I can't think of any starting pitchers that were other than I'm not going to take Schilling. I think Schilling's a fucking loser. I hate the guy. Yeah. No, uh, he can't even make it in the Hall of Fame. Can't even make <laughs> Yeah, I'm just building my team on power. I'm taking Sammy Sosa, dude. Sammy Sosa, like the fucking Sammy Sosa McGuire years. <laughs> absolutely electric years, dude. <laughs> they really were. It was must see TV. Absolutely electric. And like I could just picture like Sammy Social just running fucking full bore to the outfield like when he went out to like play outfield, dude. Yeah. So good. That motherfucker was unreal. All right. Uh I feel like my steroids team has to end here because I just literally cannot think of pitchers that took steroids. I just can't. And I'm not taking chilling. Uh so I'm gonna go with uh probably the best pitcher of our generation. That's Kershaw. Yeah, love. Big fan of Kershaw. I say our generation um, as like now, like yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I'm like debating going with a couple guys from the early, like early to like mid 2000s, I guess. Um, and I feel like this guy's peak is very, it's not talked about enough. Uh, that is Johan Santana, mm -hmm. just a monster back he in the was. day. So. I'm going to, um, and the, you know, what's funny. The only reason that I thought of him is because I was scrolling through Twitter today 
and I saw a stat about comparing Johan Santana's stats and Tom or Sandy Koufax's stats, and literally they're identical or pretty damn near it for like a certain period or whatever. And Koufax was a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Johan Santana only got like 6% of the votes when he first tried to get in or something like that. Because I think Koufax eventually got in because I think he probably got 300 wins or whatever. But mm-hmm. that's, so that's the only reason I like would have thought of him. But yeah, so Santana. Yeah. I gotta take I gotta take Ortiz. Um, I'm putting him in on my infield. It is not gonna be there for defensive purposes, but the most clutch hitter in MLB history, David mm-hmm. Ortiz. Dude, his stats he put up in the playoffs was fucking insane. He really was. Didn't he bat like 600 one postseason? I think I don't like think it was for the whole postseason. It was the year they beat. Um, was a series it, then pre batted 600 or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was the year that in 2013 they beat the Tigers in the ALCS. Yeah. You said the Cardinal Shore? No, no, no. I said I just said it was a series. Um, yeah, I think it was a the World Toriano Series was in 2013. Brian. Yeah. Fuck Well, yeah, he was a he was a fucking monster. Okay, so I have, an, I have an outfield oh, no, have... and I am really struggling to like even think of a really really good outfielder. And like I don't know why this guy just keeps coming to my mind, but I and I don't even think he had like the longest good career. I feel like it was like a couple of years of just being like the best player in baseball uh, was uh, Andrew Jones. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Oh. And I don't know why. It's, I just I am struggling to come up with outfielders. So. Hey, you know what? It's funny, Shory, because I'm struggling to think of another infielder that I would like want to go with. And like Nomar came to mind, but I was like, yeah, I don't really want to go with Nomar. And the only guy, one of the only guys that I could think of. Jeter, right. You've already was, said him. No, was uh, Chipper Jones. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, Chipper. So uh, I'll, Just I'll take Jeter, on. you fucking guy. I'm you want to take him, that dude. fucking overrated piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not. I'm going to. God damn it. I'm sure this is people like if we're going to release this, people are going to be like, why the fuck did you take this guy over this person? It's hard. It really I mean, is. I don't think Andrew Jones was on many people's list. So no, no. I, I, don't, I like I'm dying to Google what his like stats were because I feel like it's like a three year run. And it's bad. So three year run. This is. I feel like I want, like I really would like to see what our list would be like. If we could research. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think some of these guys would still like obviously like be there. Um, but right now, um, yeah, I take him. I don't fucking know. Take him. Who? You've already said his name, just Cheetah. I'm not taking Cheetah. There's no way. Like. Take Giambi, dude. Giambi, fucking Miguel Tejada. Um, Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of anybody else. I'm just trying to think of. We're gonna blow the just horn on you, dude. Chip. You got it. Just give chipper? me chip. Just give me. Just give me chipper. I can't think of anybody else that I would really want to go with. Wow. And I'll tell you what, to close it off for an all Braves final round, I'm taking Greg Maddox, dude. Yeah, Maddox. Yeah. All Braves final round, dude. That's the way you end it right there. Uh, The guy that I thought that should be in and probably doesn't get talked enough uh, enough is Verlander. I feel like his career numbers are absurd. Like, he's just not putting GOAT conversations when he is a goat. Yeah. Let me see here. Frank Thomas was one of the people in here, really? Get the hurt. fuck out of here, Frank. He was third for the best players in the 90s and 2000s. Jeff Bagwell. He fuck won. him. Jeff, Jeff Bag- dude. I'd rather not. Frank, Frank Thomas won, like, back-to-back MVPs in the 90s. Like, that guy was a fucking monster. Fuck him, dude. This must be only you know 90s. That's I'm so much different. happier I took Poppy than that fucking dude. Seriously. This that dude's doing trash. commercials for like the worst fucking shit you could ever take. Top yeah, yeah, slayers of the 2000s. Yeah, Todd so Helton just... second. Todd Helton get banned. No way. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, so let's look at that list. I think I'm on the same list. So we had Pools, Bonds, Rodriguez, Johnson, Santana, Pedro. Ortiz. So we got like we had in Manny. So we have eight of the top ten. Uh, dude, I, I completely forgot about the name Jake Peavy. Oh yeah, he was really yeah. He bought a duck boat. Uh, Doc Holiday. Yeah, I thought about Holiday. I thought about King Felix too, but. Yep. Yep. Oh, Vladimir Mag- Guerrero. Maglio Ordonez. There's a fucking name from the past. Unreal. Chase Utley. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I just went back. Too. I just went back and looked at Chipper's Chipper Jones's run in the fucking early nineties. And I am more than, I didn't think his numbers were that good. I am more than okay with that. Huh. That dude hit from 96 to 2003. He had over a hundred RBIs every year. And there was all, and then he, it was, 30 homers, 21, 34, 45, 36, 36, 26, 27. Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm fine with that. OBP's over 400 for like seven straight years. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, Mark McGuire has the least amount of home runs on my team and he has 583. So <laughs> give me the juice, baby. Jesus. So we're going to have. Dude, Andrew Jones MVP season. 51 home runs, 130 RBIs. That's healthy, dude. That's healthy. Jesus Christ. It's a good year. Oh, Shory. Shory, I got some breaking news for you, man. Okay. Ooh. This is legit, legit breaking news. Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out seven minutes ago. The three-team talks on Porzingis, Brogdon deal with Celtics, Wizards, and Clippers has fallen apart. Sides oh. are moving on. Wow. Oh, well, wow. good thing we talked about that for 30 minutes earlier. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, this is too good. Wowzer. Make this so, show. yeah, we got. Um, so now the Celtics will probably go to fucking Phoenix and get that bum ass Aiton. So that'll be good. No, they won't touch Aiton, dude. Just won't touch him. Too much money. 
I wonder like why that falls apart, you know? Wonder, well, like, I think it has to do with physicals yet. No, but I think it has to do with something to do with Porzingis because if Porzingis, how does that work? I I read something earlier like if he opts into his deal, then like it's just a matter of making the money match up. But if he doesn't opt into it, then the Celtics can't go over the fucking oh yeah the cap or something like that. Mm. The I don't top know, comment is, thank you, Porzingis. Thank you for everything you did for Celtics. <laughs> Good career. Uh, but I mean, like, so like at that, at this point though, like if you're, if you're Brad, like you, you have to move Brogdon now, right? Yeah, that's. No, that's... Bro, no, I Brogdon, if there's anyone that this could happen to is Brogdon, like the classiest of classiest human beings will just like go out there and be a man about it. Uh, imagine if it was smart, like it would be gunshots tonight um in boston but i honestly and i'm not just saying it because it's like brogdon is i love i love that guy like as a human being like i listen was he's well spoken he's a professional he's really 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 smart i'm pretty sure that both his dad's a doctor his mom's I can't remember what she is, but I read about it like literally two weeks ago. But like, he's very well educated, very smart. Like, he knows it's a business. He's Do you think the, if it a, happened, if it happened to Tatum, he would call up like fucking Tony Brothers, as name Tony Brothers, the NBA referee, just to go complain to him about it and bitch to him about it. <laughs> fucking guy. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. Tatum did tweet out today. I'm so sick of people saying sources I, reporting something, and I couldn't agree more. Like, have goes, some fucking it, it, nuts, all you stupid NBA people, and start saying your sources. Because yeah, says, how many things have been broken by sources that have not been true? I would say 99% of them. So stop with the fucking sources. Right, he said, start- anybody else tired of seeing purse, poor sirs, poor, wow, per source, after every quote, put a name on it to keep that shit to yourself. Fuck yeah, and I agree with that. JT. So, Coming in hot, but I still, so hot, okay. Hot, so hot, all right, let's weekend. I mean, we're getting a little run right over here, but um, so where do they go from here? Oh, they're still looking to find a big man. No, I know, but what that's what I'm saying. Who? I, there aren't I don't, too many guys. I don't do know what, what the broken part does. of it is. Like it could be that you know, because Washington's taking on all of this money. Um, like they're taking on the Morris. I'm sure they're taking on a bunch of like they're doing this to get some draft compensation. So maybe it's just like the draft picks or whatever. And maybe it's well, the Clippers that don't want to give up another first round pick to do this because they'd be given. I mean, they, they're giving up Morris, who's a fucking bum and getting Brogdon, who's a sixth man of the year. Like that's a huge win for them. Well, he just tweeted again and said that they're still trying to get him to the Celtics, but the Clippers will not be a part of the deal. There you go. <laughs> I didn't even know that. And I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I think that there's something they can yeah, say. There's, I mean, there's still, like, plenty of teams, like, that needed, like, a starting fucking point guard. Like, it says he could still opt out of his player option. But it's $36 million. There's no chance Chris Stapps is opting out of that, right? He's not going to get more money than that, is he? I can't imagine. I mean, maybe he could for, like, the long, the entire length of the contract. But for a yearly basis, there's no chance. 
I don't I think he's that good, is he? I don't know. No, the staff, they said if he but... gets a, if he gets another deal, there's no way he's getting 36. It's more like a 25 million kind of guy. Yeah. Um, well, not that's... that it is though. Like, and I, I, I thought I read something that said earlier that if he does get to Boston, he's gonna sign an extension in July. So maybe that, maybe that 36 million, maybe he signs an extension for another like 100 and I don't know. And maybe that mm. 100 million, and that turns into fucking. 28 a year or 27. Right. I'm not an expert on any of that, but I, yeah, I, I it sounds like they want Porzingis. It's going to happen. They just don't know. They got to find a third partner. And it, I'm, I'm sure they, they'll find somebody to take Brogdon. I mean, they, they, a guy awesome. that caliber is just, yeah. Classy human being too. Like I, I can't rave enough about that dude. So, all right. Um, all right. glad we had the threesome back. Um, Yes, sir. We're getting into summertime, so we're going to have some weeks where we miss. It's just going to happen. But we'll uh, keep trying to bring these episodes out to you. Um, everyone stay healthy. Thanks, guys. Oh, sorry. I mean, peace. <laughs> Thanks, guys.